This is Corolla Digital. Hey, you guys, it's me, Allison. I just want to say thank you so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, which, let's face it, you do, tell a friend. You can listen to us all sorts of places. A couple of them would be iTunes or AllisonRosen.com. We love hearing from you, so keep on sending your tweets and comments. We read every one of them. And don't miss the chance to take our very important listener survey at podcastone.com. Your responses will help us to make this show the very best it can be. It'll only take about three minutes of your time, and you'll get the instant gratification that comes with knowing you helped us out. You can tell us how you really feel about the show and help us get to know you better. You can tell us how you really feel about the show and help us get to know you better. Do it now. Take the survey at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. And keep those tweets and comments coming. Hello, my little green beans. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Before the show officially starts, we have time to talk a little bit. Hello, Gary. Hello, Allison. I'm going to use precious pre-show time. It's kind of a tongue twister. To ask you a question for my own benefit, which is... I haven't updated to OS 8 yet. iOS 8. Yes, that one either. I haven't updated. But, hi, Kaylin. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you guys were... That's okay. Let's leave this in. It makes it very raw, very verite. What's going on? Share it with the listeners, unless you can't. Uh, so I'm just finally sending out all of the book jacket signings. For Adam? Yeah. Oh. And we want to tweet out a picture of the whole... My entire Highlander trunk filled with books, mm. um, so all the fans can see their orders coming. So calm down. <laughs> Wait, no, that's not what we mean. Right. All right. Well, glad we decided to talk about that on this show. Yeah, me definitely too. worth it. But anyway, okay. Do you need to talk to him for a second? Nope. All right. Hang out if you want. I We're, will now. Okay. <laughs> all right. So my question is, I haven't updated my upgraded my phone yet. I know you said you recommended upgrading. I did. But now I'm hearing stories in the news about there being some kind of problem with the upgrade. There are two upgrades. The iOS 8 one uh, is fine. iOS 8.0.1, which is the more recent one, is bricking some phones, but it's the reports are that it's only iPhone 6s. Oh, okay. It's just basically, it's wiping out their cell service. So it basically makes it a big iPod touch. If I go to try to upgrade, though, am I going to be offered 8 or 8.01? You're going to be offered 8.01, but it doesn't doesn't seem to affect your phone. Doesn't seem to? (laughs) No no one has reported any problems except for the 6 and the 6 Plus. All right. So you could still do it. I would recommend not doing it over the air and connecting it to your computer. Okay. That sounds good. I'll do that. And maybe I'll do it while I remove unwanted hair with the no-no. You guys have heard me talk about no-no. No-no Pro is up to 35% stronger, more effective, faster, easier, no more shaving. Throw out those razor blades. Uh, You get weeks of long-lasting results with the no-no Pro, and it is totally painless. So that's what I love about it is that um, I'm a wimp. I don't like things that hurt, and it's completely painless. You don't even feel it. You just glide along your skin, takes the hair off, uh, perfect for removing peach fuzz from your face, removing hair from your neck or back. Men. No more nicks, cuts, ingrown hairs. Works on all skin types, all hair colors, safe and effective for both men and women. So there's a special exclusive offer for you guys, my listeners. You get the No-No Pro device. You get an exclusive facial kit. You get a very snazzy travel case. If you order online, you get a free gift card. And the entire purchase is backed by No-No's triple guarantee. If you're not 100% satisfied, they'll refund the purchase price, refund the shipping, and even pay for you to ship it back to them. You don't risk a penny to try No-No today. Call for details. Terms and conditions may apply. So here's how you get this special offer. 
Go to nonoprobestfriend.com or call 800-336-1665. Again, that's nonoprobestfriend.com or call 800-336-1665. Okay. So, Gary, I think we have an iTunes comment of the week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. All right, this uh, iTunes comment of the week comes to us from Country Gal 1693, and it's titled, Y'all Make Me Laugh and Think. Hey, Allison and all of the Thursday gang. I absolutely love this podcast. I started listening to it after Allison did Shane and Friends. You were hilarious, by the way. And I've been trying to catch up ever since. It's so lively and entertaining, but you guys touch on topics that make me think about things happening in my own life. It's great how relatable everything is. I also caught myself facing towards the shower and then away from it this morning and immediately thought of y'all. P.S. Starburst are not my fave, but orange is okay. More of a Twizzlers girl. A butter sandwich is totally a thing, and peanuts would be last on my nut ranking with macadamia being at the top. Love you guys. Thank you so much for your very nice comment. If you would like your comment to be an iTunes comment of the week, leave us a nice comment. Click five stars. It's our favorite number. Um, I think I'm more Red Vines than Twizzlers, if I'm choosing. I mean, yeah. I know she's saying she's more Twizzlers than Starburst. Sure. But I think if I were choosing among the red licorices, licorices, licorice-i. Licorice-i? Yeah. Licorice-i. No, yeah. Licorice-i. I would go Red Vines. I think I'm with you. Although I'm not a licorice. I'm, I'm not as big a licorice fan as some. As the next guy or gal? No. Yeah, I don't know that I am either. But I feel like I went through a phase where I was. Well, sure. Stale everyone, red vines are awful. Sure. Everyone was nine and used it as a straw and a soda. Yes. But... I don't know. It's just uh, I, it's not something I would buy. However, I do find myself grabbing one when I see the giant tub right that we around. used to have here. Yeah, but I, I, it's one of those things that I can have the one and be like, well, that was okay. Right, right. Now I can't get behind orange Starburst being the best flavor of Starburst. I don't think she said it was the best. If my if memory serves, she said orange was okay, and I don't. Oh. I thought that was a little weird. I, I was trying to figure out if she was referencing us saying that orange is not edible or something but i don't think she's saying it's the best I'm okay because it's not yeah starburst are not my fave but orange is okay i think she's saying that of the star of the flavors offered she would go orange mm-hmm. it's interesting i haven't had starburst pro- in like 15 years except that i mentioned that i had a few when i had blood drawn a couple months ago because they had a jar of them at the office but i this i will say this for starburst of the flavors offered, there's none that's a clear, like, I got to steer clear of that. Like, like the grape in Skittles, you know, I just, I'm not, I'm not okay with. Yeah. I can't get behind it. I will agree with you that there is no egregiously bad Starburst right. flavor. You can't say that about every assorted offering. Even smelly markers that we've talked about. There's certain markers that I don't want to be caught smelling. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. All right. Speaking of things that are you know delicious. I, you know what I do want to smell? Yes. I want to smell some nice food cooking. Well, then you need to get Blue Apron. Wow. Wonderful segue. Thank you. Cooking and eating should be enjoyable, but if you're busy or health conscious or just don't know your way around a kitchen, I'm all of those. It can be stressful and ordering out is expensive and it gets unhealthy fast. And cooking is a pain too. Finding and coming up with recipes, shopping for ingredients, dealing with leftover produce that goes to waste, having to measure out the, the ingredients as well, I find to be kind of a pain in the butt. And then you never know where to put it. And you want to be like Rachel Ray where you have like a dish for everything. Um, at least I do. That's kind of my fantasy. But Blue Apron makes that all possible because they send you 
everything you need to make delicious gourmet healthy meals right to your door and they send all the ingredients you need and it's in the exact right proportions with simple recipe instructions uh, and the recipe cards are done really well. First of all, they're kind of like heavy card stock, so you'll want to keep them. And they have pictures of every step, so they make it very easy. Meals are between 500 and 700 calories, and they work around your schedule and your dietary preferences. Cooking takes about half an hour. Shipping is always free. And you can make meals like ground beef meatloaf with roasted potatoes and beans, curried tofu with hus cherry chutney and fragrant dal, furikake salmon with miso black rice noodles, just a few of the delicious things you can eat. You can... (laughs) You can make, I, I combined that you can make and eat into one word, but it came out mead. That you can make or you can eat. You can cook incredible meals, be blown away by the quality and freshness. Blue Apron is fast, fresh, and affordable. Go to blueapron.com slash Allison and get your first two meals free. That's right, two meals free just for going to blueapron.com slash Allison. Again, that's blueapron.com slash Allison. Okay, here is the episode with Jerry Ferrara. He was delightful. Gary is in love with him. I am. You love him, don't you? I do. I love when you love my – you love all the guests. I but do. there are certain guests that I can tell. I nerd out over certain people. Yes. And Jerry is just as nice – he's exactly as nice as you want him to be. Yeah. yeah. And you can talk about anything with him. A lot of Saved by the Bell talk in this episode. Oh, yes. I had – okay, Randomly. so full disclosure, this was recorded a couple weeks ago now at this point. So I had forgotten what we had talked about. Yes. That was one of my favorite discussions I've had in a long time. All Mine the say, but he knows he is to Saved by the Bell as I am to Facts of Life. He knows everything about Saved by the Bell and wanted to talk about it. And I had just, well, you'll, I don't want to step on it, but I don't think I'm revealing too much. I had just watched the Saved by the Bell movie on TV, so he was the perfect person to bounce things off of. Yeah, his, his knowledge of Saved by the Bell is bordering on scary. Yes. But his knowledge of various flavors, which is something that I like to talk about as we, as, as evidenced, he does not have an adventurous palate. No, he doesn't. But hey, he came in here with a broken rib, so we got to give him true. props for that. But you'll, just the other, why. the other day, I was in the grocery store and I passed a plum and I'm like, I feel like I recently talked to someone who'd never had a plum. Couldn't remember who it was. I think it was Jerry. It was. I've given away all the things. But yeah, anyway, we love him and I think you will as well. And here's the episode and I love you. Okay, here it comes. Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. It is me, Allison Rosen, and I am sitting here with Jerry Ferrara, this week's guest. Hello, and welcome to the show. I am glad to be here. I am glad for you to be here. And you are, you probably get this all the time, but you're looking so svelte. You know, I actually used to think svelte was a bad thing a little while. Like, oh, really? I just actually didn't fully know what it meant. Uh, thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. What did you think it meant? I just didn't really know. And I'm talking years ago. Like, I, just, I thought that was actually like a derogatory thing to say <laughs> to somebody. Like, hey, fuck you. Don't call me that. You're looking so fit. Maybe that's what I mean to say. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I will accept that. I work very hard. I actually have a dislocated rib that I, ha- I got last night from my pickup game of basketball. My second one in four months. Second dislocated rib. Stupid. Well, how did it happen? Just, I still think I'm 205, so I, I don't mind colliding <laughs> with guys who are twice my size. And I used to have an advantage because I had a lower center of gravity at 205, and now at 145, I break ribs. Is there, do you think there's a component of like, oh, Turtle thinks he's fucking hard? 
No, it's literally me initiating the. I'm initiating the contact. <laughs> it has nothing better. to do. It's my fault, a hundred percent. So how did you lose the weight? Uh, just woke up one day and uh, well, it was actually after a physical. I I was told to start now because when you get into your thirties, it's that much harder. And uh, I got like a very simple diet plan. I'm talking the simplest thing. It was no crazy dumb thing. And I just, uh, I just, I stuck to it. It was the first thing in quite a while I actually really tried to do. And uh, it was, I mean, I was only losing like four or five pounds a month, little by little, but I did that for three years. Do you think you have a tendency towards carrying more weight or were you just overeating or? A combination of both. Uh, my, my genetic uh, tree, we are not the most fit. <laughs> I mean, I'm Italian from Brooklyn, so we're not the most fit individuals and we're all 5'7". You could put a ruler across my brother and my father and I's foreheads and mm-hmm. it would be level. Um you know, we weren't, we're not fat, like heavy fat people, but in the same breath, like there's some people who just wake up and eat whatever they want yeah, and they have they, abs. Yeah, they can't gain an abs. And no matter how hard I work in my life, I'll just never have abs unless I started taking performance-enhancing drugs. It's mm-hmm. just the way I am. So uh, it, is an ex- it is a little bit of extra work. We have slow metabolisms, us Ferraras. Right. So something crazy that just happened. Uh, but before the show started, and this is the second time that is, this has happened recently on the show, is it turns out that you know Kalen from Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. Like, we literally, this just happened on the show. Yeah. It's not quite as frequent of a... An occurrence a as you might think. Up was, but... Yeah, he did come in a couple times, and I. When it rains, it pours. I mean, you're just getting you're just getting spotted. I, I lived the first ten years of my life out here in uh, Toluca Lake, so that coffee bean, it just was just somewhere I went. I didn't know that you had such a star-studded clientele. Oh yeah, definitely. Do you remember other famous people's drinks? Wait, first, why don't you say from memory what Jerry's drink is? That's the ice cubes of me trying to hide my drink. <laughs> if you know, if you remember, it was just a like an iced. Americano, iced coffee. I mean, this is yeah. He's a hundred percent correct. He's Kalen. That's he's just doing it big. There we go. Hold on a second. I need to know: was that a blind guess based on what you see that he's holding, or do you actually remember that that he's that could be anything in that cup? This that could, could be, be a latte. latte. Yeah, yeah this could, could be, be a million things. No, yeah, that could be Jeez, a bunch I'm of so things. So sorry. I, I back you up, my boy from the lake over there. I back you up. <laughs> <laughs> I was determined to get the lake quote in on this show, talk about Toluca Lake. So you were saying that that was a very weird adjustment moving from Brooklyn to Toluca Lake. Yeah, I mean, when I moved here, I was uh, 19, and I was definitely not out of Brooklyn yet. My my accent was way worse, if you could imagine that. And, uh, you know, Brooklyn, I don't know if you've spent time there. I think you have. Yes. Like, it's a very specific place, and people there view life a very specific sort of way. So to come here to L.A. and then to go to Toluca Lake, which is kind of this suburbia part of town, yeah, it was definitely an adjustment. I enjoyed it right off the bat because it was nice to walk around at midnight and not have to look over your shoulder every 10 seconds. Can you say more about it being a very specific way of life in Brooklyn and people looking at things a certain way? Because I lived in Carroll Gardens, which there were a lot of old Italian families mm-hmm. that had, like I lived in the garden apartment, which is the the bottom level yes. of a four story brownstone. And it was one family that each had the other floors. So that, and they were an old Italian family. They'd been there a long time. They were great. So there were families like that, but then there were a lot of people like me who were just people who had lived in Manhattan and then decided, mm-hmm. let's check out Brooklyn. Oh, it's so nice here. The so, spillover from yeah, the city. Yeah. So that's, I think, different than what you're talking about. Yeah. Like my, my upbringing, it was a predominantly, you know, Italian, Irish neighborhood. Uh, there was a, 
There was some crime, you could say, I guess. Uh, there was a blue-collar crime element that dominated the 90s. Uh, but just that being said, growing up, it was such a great place because I had my 10 best friends were the kids who lived on my street. And it was the sort of place where on Saturday mornings, after I watched Saved by the Bell, I would just go right outside and my 10 best friends would be playing wiffle ball in the street. And I knew all, I could walk in any one of their houses and go pee and come back outside and play. It just was this very open neighborhood. And it's weird because, like, you pride yourself on, you know, minding your own business over there, especially with the the crime element. Like that's none of our business. Let's not pay attention. But everyone knows each other's stuff. It's so it's so crazy. It's like the smallest kind of high school element in terms of like the gossip and the way things the would spread. The crime element. Are you talking about? Organized crime or gangs? Organized crime uh, in the 90s in Brooklyn and in all the boroughs, for that matter, in New York, you know, Staten Island, the Bronx. It just was kind of like out here how I guess if, if you live in like West Hollywood or Beverly Hills, you'd say somewhere in your family, if you were born and raised here, someone's connected to the entertainment business. <laughs> it I is guess just like that. <laughs> in, in New York and in the boroughs, if you're born and raised there, someone's connected somewhere. Right. And... Uh, yeah, it's, it was a really great place to grow up, but also, um, if you were not raised right, it could be a really treacherous place to grow up. Not raised right, meaning? Just meaning, you, you know, knowing right from wrong and, and strain. And look, kids are kids, and kids always get in trouble. Lord knows I got into a lot of trouble, but knowing that the line that you should not cross of mischief into trouble, that's what I mean when I say right or wrong. Like, there's. You know, kids who maybe grew up who didn't really know where that line was or knew where the line was and just didn't care. And ended up dead jail, or... Jail or stuff like that. And, you know, there's there's plenty that happened and there's plenty you got into that kind of trouble and turned it around. But it's just very available to you. Back then, By the way, the right. neighborhood is not... That is gone. That is over. That does not exist. I go back to my neighborhood now where some of my family still is. And it's just this great melting pot of every ethnicity and nationality, and uh, it's just it's just a whole new place. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually kind of glad. So, when did you get into acting? Hmm. I guess I got into acting. I guess you you could say in college. I mean, I was always interested in movies, and I was kind of that kind of geek who was making little home movies on like my grandfather's video camera. And I just always knew I wanted to do something having to do with movies or television. I always say I could have easily been an editor and, you know, I would have been just as happy and fulfilled because I love this. I love movies and TV that much. But where'd you go to college? <laughs> I went to a community college in Staten Island called the College of Staten Island. It's funny. All the Italian kids in my neighborhood would call it. It's the initials are CSI. They called the College of Stupid Italians. <laughs> That's where you went. If you had if you could afford the tuition, you're in uh-huh. uh, back then. This is in 1998. And uh, I had a not-so-successful first year, but I decided to give it one more semester, and that's where I took my first acting class because I was told the teacher gives you an A if you show up. I showed up, and ended, I went to every class, and I ended up getting a D. <laughs> and I remember asking, I said, why? and I actually thought I was getting pretty decent. At, I was having fun. It was my fa- it's the only class I went to, mm-hmm. and Norman Kruger is his name, and I think he's still around. He was probably in his 70s then, and I think he's still alive. And he said to me, I gave you the grade you deserved based on your performance because you were actually and the only one trying. And it was nice to be able to judge someone on their effort. No one else tried. They just showed up and got their A. You tried, so I gave you the grade that your acting deserved. And he got, that was the, I mean, he had like this, 
I mean, he just motivated. He was like a Vince Lombardi of acting. <laughs> he got me so focused, and I was just off to the races from there. So what did you do after that? From there, I did this play that was a, a showcase kind of thing. It wasn't a full play where like agents come and scout you from all over and uh, – I got a. I had an agent out here who said, you know, if you move to L.A., you know, I would love to work with you and get you some jobs. And I flew out to L.A., met with her, decided to work with her, and then within like a month, I got a part on King of Queens. And that's where I was like, okay, I'm gonna make my official move. I went back to Brooklyn. I worked like three different jobs. I was selling Christmas trees, <laughs> which is a great way to make money. Really tough job, especially when you're not tall enough to tie their tree to the roof. Not the best thing in the Did world. Did you work at like one of those Christmas tree farms? Yeah, you exactly. Must have, yeah. Exactly. And uh, I saved up like 3000 bucks, which I lost 90% of it at a card game three nights before I left. <laughs> and then my mother, bless her heart, uh, I told her and she like gave me, I think, 200 bucks, which to her might as well have been 2000 bucks mm-hmm. back then. And uh, I came here January 10th, 2000. And... I just can't believe it's been almost 15 years. It's yeah. hard to believe. So it sounds like your mom was supportive. Oh, she's the single mom. Uh, who, my brother and I, who taught us right from wrong and would break up the fights, the fist fights that him and I used to have and would come looking for me if uh, I wasn't home by curfew in her nightgown and her 78 Oldsmobile. <laughs> and uh, just always told me from a young age, uh, you could do anything you want as long as you give it your best. Like, there's no difference between you and the person who you respect that's doing it. You breathe the same air. And I actually believed her. It didn't seem like a thing you say to Mm -hmm. your kid i actually was young and dumb enough to believe her (laughs) and are you close with your dad at all my dad actually passed away uh when i was five so we're actually coming it's so it's so weird my brother and i have this ticking clock in a way he was my father was 36 when he passed so uh my brother as of like six months ago just outlived him and i'm like coming it's almost like this weird I guess relief feeling. I, I guess maybe every son kind of always sense. looks yeah. at their father like that's what they're going to be. So I think I'm waiting to pass that yeah. threshold. Yeah. Is it bringing you anxiety? No, I, I mean, I, it's really not. I just, it's just, it is something I think about from time to time. It, it hits me in a different way now to my brother is now 37 with two children who are about the same age that him and I were. So right. to actually look at it now and see, because my brother to me is still like my, my brother, like he's not. 37 he's still Mm -hmm. more like 17 to me and then like to see his wife to imagine my mom alone in that situation like god forbid i don't let my mind go to that place but you know to think of her alone with those two kids i just i don't know how my mother did it i genuinely like how old was she she was 35 they were about the same age so i just don't know how she did it and that's why i'm a mama's boy and i'm proud of it and that's the strongest toughest woman i know and if I could be half as strong as she was in life, I'll be okay. How did your dad die? It's uh, It was a heart situation. Uh, it's still something that's a little tough to talk about because there's a lot of questions mm-hmm. that I always ask myself. So uh, that's the kind of stuff I try not to think about because then that, that'll just lead me to anger in right, a way. So right. I kind of came to terms with it my own way. All right. Well, let's move on to lighter stuff then. <laughs> on a very serious <laughs> episode. Well, I get the reason I was asking is I was wondering if it was a health thing or if in which case that would make sense that you and your brother are have that sort of milestone as opposed to if it was something 
not a health thing, then it was right. like this is a random right. If it was a random yeah. act, then yeah, you could say, well, uh, that that happened to him. It doesn't mean it's going to happen to me. But yeah, for sure, there's always uh, you know a health thing right, that right. You, you, that you think about. Um, okay, so I missed something important a little while ago. Uh-oh. You mentioned Saved by the Bell. <laughs> yes. Were you a big Saved by the Bell fan? Because I just watched the unauthorized Saved by the Bell story. Oh, my God. I've been purposely avoiding it. I've fallen asleep twice. I made it See, all the way through. It took me three nights, but I made it all the I, way through. I, it, I still was pretty into it. I was so jacked up when I knew it was airing. I, like, it was the, I, I DVR'd it right away, and I was like, I cannot wait to get home and watch this. And then I just slept on it for a while. I'm through it now. I was a huge fan. I, I compete in like Saved by the Bell trivia. Wow. I am that way with the show Facts of Life. I'm not I, nearly as good, but uh, I, I I mean, that was a great... Facts of Life is up there. Yeah. But for, we can go back to Saved by the Bell for a moment. I Yeah, I didn't have the passion for Saved by the Bell that like everyone that I work with does. Yeah. For sure. Saved by the Bell, I don't know. Iconic. I mean, Iconic. It, it was just the right place and right time for me, I think. Like... I, those were high school kids when I wanted to be a high school kid. Yeah, and yes, I wasn't one yet. I mean, I'm I'm only two or three years younger than you, but like I was right at that age where it was like that's what I wanted to be anyways, and that was those were the coolest ones, and they were fucking on TV. I was, I was just about to Jeez, enter high else? school, Jeez. so it struck to me that way. And then also like Zach's obsession with getting Kelly, I had a similar obsession with like getting this girl in my neighborhood so like i I related with getting kelly (laughs) everybody did i had i had that like uh that's what i had in common with zach like we both had girls out there that were unattainable that we were striving for every day to try and uh, get and i did not have the same success that zach morris had let's just say that i also did not look like zach morris when i was 13 well whatever happened to this girl do you know uh, well, through the marvels of Facebook, you could still keep tabs on what happens to people. And um, I'm not going to reveal her name, but uh, she she's now married with children and seems like she uh, – we're not close. We haven't spoken in years, but it seems like she has a great life and is very, very happy. Did she know you liked her? <sighs> It was talked about years later, and I got the whole, like, if you would have only said something, like, I, I think that's a load of bullshit. bullshit. That's the biggest load Fuck of bullshit that. ever. That's the easiest lie for a girl to tell, ever. It's a get-out-of-jail-free card for a girl to say, well, if you only said something back then, no, I kind of, if you didn't know, then that's not my fault. You knew. I, I would turn into an idiot anytime you were around. I couldn't speak. Like, you, I would do anything at the drop of a dime that you asked. Like, you had to know. Yeah. Well, Whatever about her, I say. <laughs> and I know those are harsh words, but I stand by them. Okay, so the Saved by the Bell movie, how do you feel about it? The unauthorized. And had you read the book? It was based on Screech's book, right? I own the book okay. that, that Dustin Diamond wrote. Sorry. Um, and then uh, right around the time I was going to lock in and read it, someone had said, oh, that's all bullshit. Oh, really? Okay, because I have oh, some yeah. questions. Someone, I, so someone said to me, D- "Don't read it. It's all bullshit. Nothing's true." I know so and so, and blah. Well, hasn't Belding come out in, in public and said it's all bullshit? Yeah, <laughs> he's also come out uh, when he's not at Dimples. He is talking oh, about or the, the house parties I go to in Hollywood Hills. <laughs> I see him everywhere. He is talking about the book not being remotely accurate. Although I do feel like he would be the last to know because he would like. I don't think the kids would have been hanging out with him right. off the set. I don't know. He's still hanging out with kids their age today. That's so true. He know. has a point. I can't really argue that, but so I have not read it yet because I just heard it was bullshit, and uh, I would have been pissed because I I wanted the movie to be accurately true, but I couldn't get past the Zach's wig. 
or coloring or whatever they did to his hair. Right. It looked very artificial because his eyebrows were so dark. Now, they suggested that Mark Paul Gosler bleached his hair, though. And I, I think, think he, he did. did. Yeah. Uh, but it still suited. It fit him a lot better than it fit this actor. And, like, the Slater thing... At they first made him was, so obnoxious. It was bothering me so much, too, because it just... It, they were trying to... I see, like, maybe they had a similar look. I mean, I, I it didn't really sell. But then I guess, like, halfway through, I just bought into the fact that I was absolutely... I mean, that is not Kelly. That is it not Jesse. kind of like her, though. They did a good... I, I enjoyed the girl who played Lisa. I thought she was uh, she was good in the movie, but... um. She's the only one you liked? It was just so heavy-handedly, like, poor Screech. Yes. It just felt so heavy-handed to me. Like, I'm like, come on, you didn't have it that bad. When they're like, Kelly and Zach, or they call it. Oh, sorry, the other... You guys are going to Paris. You, you're going to Miami. You're going to... Screech, you're going to South Carolina and, or whatever. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, the other stars of the television yeah. show that you're also starring in aren't giving you any attention. and You're probably making 10000 bucks. Right. So, uh, I just didn't really find it heartbreaking. But then the whole thing with him being blackmailed, by that, his friend. I think I fell asleep for that part. Oh, really? (laughs) That's not ringing a bell. Uh, Do you know about this, Gary? No. I See, I heard the book was bullshit, too, and just avoided even reading, like, the liner notes of it. Because I was watching this, and I'm like, is this true? Did he really happen? I don't want to watch this movie. I think it's going to fucking piss me off. It's 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 definitely gonna leave a bitter taste in your mouth. I did, I, I must have. He becomes faded. friends. Okay, so I actually. Here's the funny thing is, I actually fell asleep during the part where he met this guy because I woke up and I'm like, who's this? And then my husband said, oh, did you fall asleep? You must have fallen asleep. So I missed the beginning, but he becomes friends with someone. I think it was someone who was an extra, and he becomes friends with this guy, and this guy gives him alcohol. So now he's like partying with this guy and getting high with this guy, and. You see this guy filming him getting high and saying, like, hey, did you talk to them about getting me a role on the show? And he's like, yeah, they blew me off, blah, 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 blah. And then um, you see him being like, you, you know, you, gotta, like, you can't just let it go. You got to bring it up to them again. So he obviously wants um, Dustin Diamond to get him a role on the show. And Dustin says something like, I think I can get you like an extra job or something. And then you see another scene where he's where this guy is playing the video for Dustin Diamond and Dustin Diamond is like crestfallen. It's like, you know, I can't believe you're doing this to me, man. So he's so now the guy threatens to blackmail him by showing the network this video of him smoking pot if he doesn't get him a role. Now, let's take a second. And this is probably what uh, eight it started. This is probably like ninety three. Sure. I'm thinking, how bad would it have been if that tape right. had come out? Uh, I wonder, because that's a whole, obviously, that's a very, very different generation. There's no Twitter. There's no Instagram. There's no nothing. Would it have been that much of a scandal, I wonder? Or is it just him being a kid not knowing that he could have probably said, go ahead, release it, dude, and I'll sue you, and then nothing will happen? Well, they how did releasing it, it work back then? Not, you, like, not release it to four people? It's like, not, not that it would be released. It would be shown to the network heads. I think that's what he said he was going to do. What the hell are the network heads going to fucking say about an actor smoking weed? But it go- in the in the the universe of the just, show, it goes against the whole like clean oh, yeah. time yeah. image. Yeah. Of yeah, 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 I guess. Do you know, remember the very special weed episode with Johnny Dakota? 
Oh. Then, no, well, I don't. I'm going to need you to remind me of this. When like, the faux movie star comes into Bayside to do like a, a commercial or something, and he invites the cast to like an after party at Johnny Dakota's house, where like he's like smoking weed and like gives wants to give something to like Zach and Kelly, and they're crazy freaked out. And then at the very end of the episode, I think like the president of NBC, Tartikoff, like does like another... Like, uh, if you know someone who's using drugs. I love when they used to do that. That and Growing Pains did an I was going to say, Growing Pains Drunk driving. And he, drugs, and drugs, and, and, and drugs. And Brad Pitt played the... Um, no way. Yeah, so Brad Pitt played two different roles on the show. I don't like when shows do that. And, but he played this musician that Ben was super infatuated with. And then Ben goes backstage and sees him... And I think he's getting drunk or he's smoking pot or he's just being a dick. And Ben is all sad and crushed. And then he also played this jock that came to school that Carol was tutoring. He sold two different roles yes. for the same guy. Like we're not going to notice. And um, there's another one. Remember Family Ties? Yep. Do remember Family Ties? And there was it's an right episode there where with- I believe it was Matthew Perry. Yes. Who played Mallory's boyfriend who was killed, I think, in Drunk Drive. I could be way off. I could be confusing yes, shows. Then, no, no, no. Yes. And then Alex had insomnia. It was a two-part episode a two-parter. where he had insomnia remember dealing with the grief. Yes. Do you remember looking in the friggin' TV guide to figure out what your show was about and if yes. it was a new episode or a repeat? I got news for you, young kids out there listening. Pick up a damn TV guide. It's not I a little love, DVR. And they used to be little and fat. It gets me mad. I Why do I get mad? Why do I they get smelled, mad? I love the smell of a TV guide. I know then, it was just newsprint, but something I about it. I love the articles in the front. I love cheers and jeers. <laughs> oh, so did I. <laughs> I did too. I forgot. I, and I always thought when I'm grown up, I'm going to subscribe to TV Guide. Well, I loved TV Guide. You do. It's called the internet. <laughs> yeah. I, I, say, I miss the TV Guide. That's how you knew if your show was going to be a repeat or an all-new episode. And if it was, that was real must-see TV. Like, right. You had to be at your TV fighting with your brother or sister over the right. remote control. Right. Now, who played Johnny Dakota? I don't know the actor's name, but he ended up... I might be messing it up. No, he was... He was like on another. Uh, he's like a familiar face. He was on another like Saturday morning show after that. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't like a, a familiar name, but he had bounced around the Saturday morning circuit. Okay, his name was Eddie Garcia, and the episode was called "No Hope with Dope." There's no <laughs> hope with dope. Yeah, I remember that. Whole, I, I now was this in the last season when Tori was there? Because watching this movie caught me up on that because I wasn't watching at that point. This was season three. It had to have gone longer than this. That. Was, okay. uh, this was the end of season three. This was 91. the Kelly. Before the Kelly Jesse holdout here, I didn't even know about that. I didn't know that they took off. Power move. Was that a mistake for them? I think it was, right? I think so. And then it just pains me because I, I just look at not that I've looked at it in a while, but I did see Showgirls when it came out. I'm not gonna lie. And I, I just, it's not even so much that I was typecasting her, but I felt like that's what Jessica Spano would have ended up doing. <laughs> It wasn't even like I was typecasting Elizabeth Berkley because I don't believe in that. I just felt that 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 was a feasible option for Jesse Spano to turn out to be her character in Showgirls. It could have been like a very special episode spinoff of the college years. We're totally saved by the bell nerding out right now. It makes me so happy. Do you know there's a podcast called Go Bayside? I did it. You did? I did it. And it was, was, she didn't know what she was dealing with. Her name is April. (laughs) Uh, So she walked in. So she's like, what we do is we watch an episode. I'm like, what episode are we watching? She's like, well, it's the last, it's like one of the last episodes, the dance. I'm like, oh, the square dance when the heat is on. She's like, oh my God, sit down. Yeah, it was awesome. I, I did the show, but speaking of two part episodes, I got the second part. 
of a two-part episode run. I think Paul F. Tompkins maybe had done – I forget who the guest was for the first part. <clears throat> it was – so you know every episode basically? Yeah, yes. Okay. It's the one where they discover the homeless father and daughter at the mall. Yeah, that was a Christmas episode. That's right. And uh, there's a, a lot of heart in that one. That really, I liked when they put on the play, the Christmas play. Yeah, and uh, the, the, the guy, Mr. Mooney, who was the owner of the store in the mall. He was a dick. He was a total D-bag. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this, I, I, this was my youth we were talking about. Yeah. Wow. It's, should yeah, we it's move like on everyone. or should we stick with it? Well, I mean, I would be ready to move on, except that... Between the two, between the three, Kaylin, were you this into Saved by the Bell? No, no you're too young. Too young. Yeah. Yeah. I used to watch it when I'd go visit my mom in England, which is like a week out of the year. And it was like the only thing on TV. That's hmm. about it. You well, should then, catch up. I got the DV, I got the box set if you want. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you should totally catch up. There's a lot of, left, a lot of lessons in there I think that could benefit you in life. That's actually, that's a pretty good call. Is there any Saved by the Bell trivia that you guys would like to bounce off each other just real fast? Just for the listeners out there who might want to know. Listen, as much fun as I'm having... I'm out of my league. All right. Uh, this is we're not in the same same league here. Do you want to? You're on Twitter, right? I am on Twitter. Would yes. Would you like to throw out a couple of trivia questions and then people can tweet you the answer? Uh, yeah, we could. I mean, I just don't know how hardcore should I go. It's the mo- it's more fun if you go. All right, here's super, a question. Do, yeah, go like easy to hard. Do I? I should, I should throw it out now. How yeah, should I do this? Throw, throw it out and then people can tweet the answers. I wonder if that, that's a good one. This is like a little tricky question. All right. I don't know if I want to go with this one. You could do more than one. Okay, let me let me let me think about it. Oh, okay. You want to move on, and then we'll do it at the end, or you want to just you could do like a few. I could do it right now. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Yeah. No. 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 Sorry. Don't just tweet say it. it. Just, say, just it. say it. That's what I mean. All yeah. right. What co- And if you know this one, buzz in. What college did Jesse Spano not get into that she was heartbreaking heartbroken over that Zach got into? <laughs> Gary's closing his eyes. You know what? I feel like it'll be more fun if we try, if, if you just say the answer right. here. They have a chance to try to figure it out. The trick part of the question is, they, I guess they weren't allowed to use Stanford. See, that's what I thought it was, but I knew that. And wasn't everyone right. goes Stanford. Yeah. Um, I guess they weren't. Maybe they weren't allowed to. So it's Stansbury. <laughs> <laughs> The first thing I thought was Stanford, but I knew that was somehow fucked up. It's Stansbury. You know Stansbury yeah. University. Well, sure. uh, it was Stansbury Legendary. University. The the Harvard of the West, they like to call it. The funny thing is that I went to a college called Pomona College, and they have t-shirts that say the Harvard of the West. Is that? That's, that's, that's a real do. thing. That's a yeah. real thing. So, all right. Now, do you want to throw out another one? Uh what does the AC stand for in AC Slater? Oh, good one. I was just wondering this just last That's night. Not, this is like a medium. This is not a hard no, question. No, this one I know because it's from the episode with his father. That's where it gets revealed, right? Good man. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's. But now I'm going to fuck it up. Uh, this is blue. Middle, uh, AC yeah, Slater. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Do, 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 do. I'm going to be wrong, but I want to say it was Albert something. That's fifty percent correct. Albert Chase? No. no. Does he look like an Albert no, Chase? No, he doesn't. He doesn't look like an Albert anything. What? Albert he? Clifford. That's right. Slater. Last there one. Last yeah, one. Last one. Here we Lisa's go. Lisa's middle name. Lisa Turtle's middle name. Anne. <laughs> That's funny. I I'll give you that. a hint if you need a hint. I do need a yeah. hint. Yeah. It rhymes. With part of her name, Lisa Turtle's middle name. Is it Myrtle? Ding! 
Lisa Myrtle that. Turtle. That's right. Lisa Myrtle that. Turtle. I remember that. Episode. I could keep going, but these are good. All right. I used to watch Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Did you watch that? I did. The accent threw me when I was a kid. I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready for the British accent right. from Miss. I just wasn't. I didn't know what that. I was not. I, I was like eight or nine. It just threw me. I was not ready. I was like, why is the teacher talk like that? Yeah. I was not educated enough to realize that there's different things outside of Brooklyn at that point. And it never made sense to me why all of a sudden the school was in California. But they went over that in the movie. Right, it was set in like, like Indiana or yes. something. For and they decided to just put it in California, where everyone wants to go to high school. And one thing that April from her Go Bayside podcast we discussed is like what's crazy is their high school technically is like set in the Palisades, which is one of the most upper class areas, and like they never had money for shit. Right, like they were going broke. Like in our episode, they couldn't afford the the square dance for five dollars a ticket for prom. Like they were always going broke. It's true. Didn't make sense. Off, Poke off, holes all Often day. going on. So, question for you. I yes. uh, interviewed Kevin Connolly, who ah, you're okay. friends with in real life. Yes, yes. IRL. One, of my, one of my one of my good friends. I interviewed him many years ago when I worked at Time Out in New York um, for the Hot Seat, which was the celebrity Q and A we had on the back. And it was when he was directing or had directed a movie. Um, and I'm trying to remember the name of the movie, and I'm wondering if you were in the movie. Is it Gardener of Eden? I think it was that. I was in the movie. Yes. Okay. Yes. Has he directed another movie? Yeah, he's gone. Uh, he's directed uh, uh, ESPN 30 for 30. Okay, it wasn't that. And, I'm going to deduce um, which one it was. He's now, dir- and he dir- I know he's like finishing the post-production on the movie he did called Dear Eleanor, okay. which is not no, out. No, this it- was like in 2000. No, Gardener of Eden is, it yeah. has to be. Yeah, okay. Which yes. I have not seen ever and I told him I said buddy if you cut me out of the movie it's okay I still want to see the movies I I didn't cut you out you were in it I mean I don't I'm having trouble remembering at this point but I know that I I know that I saw it and was impressed by it and I know that you were in it he I I, look I know that kid could direct because he also has directed episodes of Entourage so I've worked I've probably worked with Kevin Connolly with him being a director excuse me more than any other actor in a way because I've worked on Entourage Mm -hmm. in the movie but he did want me to look significantly different in his movie so he made me put like these weird blonde frosted tips in my hair and I had and just a goatee with sideburns and I kind of looked like Scott Peterson <laughs> it's the true not that I, I yeah that's I, so interesting and it was I like my girlfriend that, yeah. at the time her mom was like oh my god <laughs> I'm like well I know it looks stupid right and other other people that I look like Mike Piazza she's like no you look like Scott Peterson and I looked at him I'm like oh shit I do I gotta get rid I'm like man I need to shave this garbage Kevin thank you <laughs> I remember when I was talking to him, he had just gone to the gym and he was smoking a cigarette. And I liked that dedication. I used to do that, too. I smoked for a lot of years. We actually, all four of us, when we started Entourage in like season one, uh, the four guys, we were all smoking cigarettes. And it was just, I mean, it was disgusting. And then there is no, no one smokes anymore. I was the last one to quit and I quit like two years ago. How'd you quit? I actually I went to a hypnotist. Really? I've heard of other people doing that, and it works well for them. It Look, I, I am the most skeptical person in the world, and I'm always thinking, what's the catch? A lot of people I knew quit. His name is Kerry Gaynor, the hypnotist, and uh, a lot of people I know I quit with him, and we're always saying, you have to go, and I had his number on my phone for like a year and a half, and I never made an appointment, and uh, after, someone made an appointment for me, which is the best way to do things. Like, if you just tell me where to go, what time, I'll do it, and that's what they did, and I went with an open mind, sat through the first session, and at the end of that, he said, you know, go smoke, it's three sessions, uh, going into the second, he's like, go smoke your brains out, when you come back here for your second session next week, you will leave a non-smoker, and I did. It's the, and I smoked for 15 years, a pack and a half of cigarettes a day. Like, I was a 
addicted in the fullest form. So it wasn't like I was the like, oh, I'm going to have a beer and a cigarette right. on Friday night. I smoked the moment I woke up to the moment I went to sleep. So it worked on me, and I'm very, very grateful and thankful because he may have saved my life. Did you double down on the smoking in between the first and second oh, session? Oh, my. Well, you should see. You should, the, one of the toughest moments of my life, and I, it's sad to attribute it to smoking because it's such like a trivial thing to me now, but it shows you how crazy addiction is, was pulling up to my second session knowing like if this is right this is my last i'm like saying goodbye to an old friend i mean i'm lighting one off the other (laughs) i I must have smoked 10 cigarettes on my 30 minute drive to the session wow and do you remember what happened in that session yeah and a lot of it is uh it's not just all straight hypnotism that's actually just a part of it a lot of it is uh theories that he has and i don't want to like speak out of turn because for everyone it's different this is what it was for me Mm -hmm. And he just explained it to me in a way that it wasn't your typical, like, if you keep smoking, you're going to die, which is what everyone does. It was a very difficult – actually, he made me understand, like, how much power they had over me. It made me feel very foolish in a way, which worked with me. And I guess I don't know if it works with everyone else. Mm -hmm. And uh, he actually unlocked the competitiveness in me that, like, I wanted to beat it. And I'm very competitive. So uh, he played me like a fiddle boy. He he had me – he. He got me. That's interesting, though, because I think that when people try to fear monger, then it creates this, like, at least in me, it would create this sort of rebellious, like, you can't tell me what to do kind of uh, th- thing. Yes, for Whereas sure. it sounds like he flipped it. So you're like, you can't tell me that I'm going to keep smoking. Here's what he said. I'll, I'll share a tidbit with you. And I know there's a... Uh, they, like, he actually, like, released, uh, like, a DVD, like, a package where even, like, my brother even, like was going to go to him. So if you can't go to him in California, there's like a DVD, a whole package that is actually working. And I'm not even trying to sell. I have no stake in this whatsoever. But he kind of, he related to me like this. And somehow we had talked about uh, like relationships. And he's like, if you were with someone, a girl who you found out after a year was slowly poisoning you ever so slowly every day, what would you do? Think about it. Like really, like try and really picture yourself in that situation. What would you do? You'd, You'd obviously break up with her. Poison her back. You, or, or, yeah. There's that version, <laughs> which is a little dark. <laughs> a little dark, well, but hey, you look. Trying to be honest. You do, for, but you'd at the least get her thrown in jail for the rest of her life or a good part, portion of her life. And that just, like, that's what made me feel so stupid. And he's like, well, you're doing that to yourself. And then when you really just, it's more about, it's not about, like, here's how you're going to quit smoking. It's like, here's how you could counteract addiction. Mm. Like the belief, like the belief is like addiction is a very powerful thing, but the human will to survive is infinitely more powerful than addiction. So if you could tap into that, you could beat it. And uh, I'm just my life has totally changed since then. Thank God. I'm pretty sure he saved my life. Do you? Has it been hard at all since then? Uh, there were, it was tough in the very, very beginning. And then I substituted it with that's what also has helped me stay in shape. I substituted that with a crazy amount of working out and cardio because here's the other thing i do believe that we are results driven society like instant and that's obviously we could talk about the technological side of that but similar to a diet or quitting smoking most people don't stick with a diet because after the first week nothing really happens right you torture yourself you feel miserable and nothing really happens if you can get to that third week where someone will say, hey, you like, wow, you look like you lost some weight or you put on a shirt that didn't always fit you right. Then you see the result and then you'll keep going. So the smoking angle for me was first two weeks I was like, why the fuck did I do this? Like that was me. That was part of my identity. But to actually get on a treadmill or go play basketball, and I'm like, 
wow, I actually, uh, I'm, normally at this point, I'm kind of coughing and I'm a little winded. I feel pretty good. And then the week after, so I started feeling the results, and that's where I got addicted to the good side of the results. Sorry, I'm talking. I'm, I feel like I'm rambling like crazy. That's the whole. Well, you're not I, rambling like crazy, but that's the whole point of you being on the podcast. I guess, but I just, I don't that's know. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to talk. I'm so getting how much, that age where I just feel like I talk a lot now. <laughs> Are you in a relationship? Yes, I am. How long has that been going on? Uh, less than a year. It's a fair, I mean, I won't say it's fairly new, but it, you know, it's, uh, it's a new-ish relationship. Mm-hmm. And uh, how's it going? It's going good. I, uh, I, I really enjoy her she's fantastic we're friends as well as just boyfriend girlfriend and uh i i do not know much about relationships i've been in a lot of them uh and i really i've just i'm content i'm happy and i look forward to spending time with her every day so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna i'm just not gonna overthink it good is she an actress uh yes do do i know who she is and do you say who she is no no and no. How's no that? and no. Oh, she, so she's Elizabeth an Berkley. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine I was, Je- I was dating Jesse Spano. I was like, yes, it's Elizabeth Berkley. I know I just talked shit about her, but that's my girl. That'd uh, be cool. You may have seen her in some stuff or maybe not. And I see how see how weird and uncomfortable well, I see, get. Now if you say who she is, then we can look her up and then we'll know no, who she is. No, let's play a different game. <laughs> she's very lovely and nice. She came with Jerry when he did That's Adam's right. Show. She was here. Oh, well, so you know who she is yeah, then. I- well, I honestly did not recognize her as an actress. She just looked like a very lovely, nice girl. She was That's very all we sweet need to, to know. all of us. That good bailout. That's a good bailout. There you go. You're a good That's man, Charlie for. Brown. <laughs> all right. Let me just ask this. Okay. The, the, the temptation to not reveal is that... I gave it a shot. <laughs> is that because... I'll give you some reasons why it could be. Or you could just jump in. Is it because you want to keep your private life private? Is it because it's a new relationship and so you don't want to be like linked in case because who knows or is it a paparazzi thing is it just a growing growing up in the public eye it's your tendency to be protective what is it uh it's a combination of all the things that you said first and foremost i'm very realistic about where i stand on the popularity chain like i there's not people hiding in trees to fucking see who i'm dating no one really gives a shit so i do right now (laughs) and look by the way we'd have a conversation about it and it wouldn't be like oh here's breaking news you know what it's i i'm very realistic about that um i tend to lean toward what you said it's it's new so why like i don't know i also have like a uh superstitious aspect of it. Oh, you're afraid of jinxing it. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. And then, look, for the minor, minor area of people who may talk about it for 10 seconds, it's like, look, especially with, like, Twitter and everything, it's so easy to judge and and cast judgment on things. It's like, look, you want to judge my acting? Go right ahead. That's for you to judge. You want to judge, like, you see me in an interview, you think I'm an idiot? Fine. Anything you put out there is meant to be judged. So I just don't want this judged not that you not that it would ever come across on this i'm more talking in a grander that makes sense i totally know i know what you mean like my husband is not in the public eye but because i'm so open about everything he does be well he's been on the you know he's i've even convinced him to come on the show a few times and stuff so people are and for the most part everyone is super super nice but if there's ever anything that's a little bit shitty directed at him it's difficult because it's personal yeah because i'm like Direct your bullshit to me because exactly. I'm the one in the public eye. Leave. He's just a regular person exactly. that got roped into this. A hundred percent. And like, like I said, it's 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 just more personal. And look, I 
just to show you that I'm not, I don't think, I don't think highly at all of myself in that category. I did for, for two years, I dated, uh, Jamie Lynn Sigler, who was on Entourage. So we were also working together. And believe me, like I said, she, she's from one of the greatest shows of all time, in my opinion, Sopranos. And at the time I was in the, the height of Entourage and people still didn't really give a shit. And I love, and I'm very grateful. I don't want people to give a shit. But that being said, there was the 10 minutes of like, She's dating him, like geez, like and that I don't care about. That was that. inspiring. By the way, yeah, there was a lot of people who were inspired. I was, I was, I would chalk one up for the everyman, I guess. I have no problem with that, but if you're gonna say shit about her, right. that's where I get upset. Like, say anything you want about me, I don't, I really don't care. I'm well aware of. Right, I guess there's an insult towards her baked into that. There was at the time. In in a, in a way, it's like a backhanded. Like it's a backhanded compliment to me, and it's almost like you're saying to her she's slumming it, I right. guess. And again, I don't, I don't, I didn't really care. I actually right. found a lot of it entertaining. You guys uh, were together for a while, right? Uh yeah, like two years. Was that your longest relationship? No, I was in a, a little bit longer of a relationship before that. I'm a relationship guy, apparently. Do you just go from one to the next? Um, I wouldn't say one to the next. I always take some time for myself, but I re- where I really turned the corner was I, I took a period of time where I was like, you know, I'm going to be alone. And when I say alone, I'm not doing like the, oh, I'm going to date a bunch of girls. No, 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 no. I mean, I, I was alone. I did not have like any female contact. I had a couple of girls who were friends that I would hang out with, but I, I gave myself a year and that was probably the best year uh, for me personally, because I just got so comfortable with being alone that now I have this aura of, you know what? If that's the way it had to be, I could survive like that. And that's kind of given me some empowerment. I did that too. It's good to do. Yeah. And it's not fun. In the beginning, it's not fun. It's awful. Friday nights, home alone, it's not fun. But you're right. It does get you to the point where you're like, I am totally okay on my own. And I do think that that's such an important – it's important to realize that before you get into a relationship. Exactly. Because – I always say that, like, it's, and a friend of mine and I actually always say this, like, it's it's almost unfair to be like, this is what I want in a girl, or in your case, this is what I want. I want this, 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 and this. Because to me, if you think about it, it simply, what you want in life is going to change. Don't you mm-hmm. think? Like, what yeah. you, you may say right now, like, I don't want to travel ever. And then in five years from now, you might be like, you know, I've never traveled. I want. So I've always tried. What I've learned in this year alone is like it's more about the things that you don't want because those are the things that won't change. You're not going to wake up tomorrow and be like, oh, I want to date an alcoholic. I just want to try that and see what that's like. That's going to probably stay true. So I don't get hung up on like I need these things. It's more just like, look, I have certain things that I'm not willing to deal with. And, and what are those? simple stuff like literally like i don't want to date you know substance abuse stuff situations like that uh i i I don't like jealousy at all not really willing to deal with that because i'm i'd like to i know i'm a pretty honest guy and loyal and trustworthy so it's it's more things like that like just simple little things i just can't Mm -hmm. tolerate when was this year that you were alone that's a good question uh it was before, like, basically right before I met my girlfriend now, and it was a little longer than a year, actually, but I'd say, like, the last couple of months I allowed myself to start dating a little bit, and now it's just, uh... Did you set out to spend a year alone, or were you just like, I don't want to get into anything for a I, while? I, that, that's what it was. It's like, you're clearly making some, I won't say bad decisions, but just, um, not great decisions, and, uh... 
I, I like data and knowledge, so I'm like, let's take a year and collect some data about yourself and figure out what's going on here. Was it a bad breakup? I wouldn't say bad. It wasn't, it wasn't a bad... I've never really had a bad breakup ever. Like, honestly, I still... I'm friendly with ex-girlfriends. Like, I'm friendly with Jamie. I'm friendly with other girls. Like, it's never been, like, this this crazy dramatic F you, I'm leaving. None of that. It's just, um, it's more just, like, you know, I, I always look back on it, like, I don't want to say wasted time because that's not fair, but I always stay. I always stayed a little too long, or they maybe stayed a little too long, and uh, I wanted to get some time back. I felt like I, I was owed some personal time mm-hmm. of just not having to consider anyone else's feelings but my own which i had gone years with doing uh or without doing actually i guess would be the proper way uh just to go and come as i please and not have to just just worry about me and i wasn't really doing much it wasn't like i was leading this wild crazy jet setting life i just it was the simple things it was just like, I want to watch go this see... DVD of Saved by the Bell. Yeah, or I want to go see three movies in the theater today. I'm going to go at 1 o'clock, and I'm going to stay till 9. And I'm going to eat popcorn and whatever the hell I want, and that's it. I don't want to have to – that's it. My phone's going to be off all day. Stupid little things like that. All right, speaking of movies, makes me think of popcorn. And I just – I don't know where I was. Maybe Trader Joe's. They got good popcorn. But they sell caramel and cheddar mixed together. I have had it. It's fucking is awesome. It, really? It's... It doesn't sound good to me. Oh, it is. You've it had doesn't, it? It doesn't sound good. Where did I is. have this? I, my favorite is the one uh, – I can't – the name's escaping me right now, but it's from Chicago. Yes, yes, it's, yes. I think it begins with a G. I'll look it up. It's like on, it on Oprah's an airplane. list of favorite I had it on an things. airplane. Yeah. Um, you know Oprah's favorite things, Gary? No, the reason I know about this is because it was on the list like two or three years in a row. So my mom bought mini tins for oh. everyone for Christmas one year. <laughs> and it it's called uh, Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T. It's delicious and it is the most ridiculously expensive shit you've ever seen in your it's life. It's very weird because like you'll you'll eat it and you're like, oh my god, the, the cheddar is so good. And then you'll get like the carrot. You just shift. You're constantly shifting gears. So you don't eat them at the same time? Oh, you can. You but can. They're, they're better independently because on well, their that's own, what I would they're argue. so fucking good. But it's pretty uh, mixed together. They're not. It bad. sounds terrible. I, when I even when I when I got, I was like, oh, this is gonna suck. But it was. I found myself getting another bag. Hmm. Well, I perhaps I judged uh, hastily. Let's do just me or everyone. Okay. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right. Daryl says, a new one for the Thursday crew. Oh, well, we can do this on, on the Monday show, I think. Uh, when tying your shoelaces, start with one bow or two? One. I see people tie their shoes where they make like a bow and a bow and then tie them together. But I just make one and then wrap it around. I, I stopped doing the bunny ears in, in like first grade. Yeah, I won. Yeah. It's one. Yeah. And then you create the second one after the wrap, right? I'm, yeah. I literally have not tied my shoes that way in five years. The, the bow and the bow, you mean? Yeah. I just get new shoes and they just get permanently tied. And oh, really? Most, most of my shoes, like they're like basketball shoes or something, is a little different situation but like most of my shoes are just become slip-ons i've just figured out yeah how to do it. He, he's got, he's right kaylin shoe tying i don't tie them just or like I'll, like time on the inside you do the lace up but yeah you can't time on the this. inside so yeah so it's just like so it's just laces on top oh wow so wait, can, like like right now look, i'm just Is gonna the take bow my shoe right tongue? off huh. and my laces are just hanging out of my yep shoe. that's what the kids are doing i didn't know are you uh are you a big 
uh, sneaker guy? Uh, I am now again. I used to be, and then I quit, and now I'm back. Yeah. Yeah. What do you? What would you call them before you came out here and lived here for 15? Years? What would I call what? Sneakers. What goes on your? Yeah. Oh, sneakers. Yeah, yeah. I don't say tennis shoes. No, I know. Sneakers. Or or when I was in Brooklyn, fucking sneakers. Kicks. <laughs> Did you get any of that? Uh, yeah, I went through a kicks phase. Yeah. I went through a kicks phase for sure. But like uh, more Long Island. In Brooklyn, it was in Brooklyn. It was like y'all was a fucking dope sneakers, bro. Did you um how now did you, I do a bad New York accent. <laughs> how did you lose your accent though? I mean it's still there. It, but did you work with there. someone or did you already just trying to I just think it was just, it's I mean 14, 15 years is a long time. You adapt to your surroundings. Yeah. Joey Thimian says, just me or everyone, feel like a prick when I recline my airplane seat. God damn it. This keeps coming up. I this has come up numerous <clears throat> times in the Adam Carolla show. I never thought there was anything wrong with reclining your seat until I did a story on the show about people's like pet peeves when flying. And a top pet peeve is when the person in front of you reclines their airplane seat. And that was the first time I was like, what? I thought everyone knew that you're allowed to recline. But now there's all these news stories of people getting in fights over people reclining their seat. What's going on? So wait, he says he feels like a dick when he does it, yeah. or he hate. Um, he feels like a dick when he does it. Well, now I'm beginning to feel like a dick when I. do I think it. it's situational. Like I'm obviously super conscious of this, so if I sit down and there's someone behind me who's my height or similar height, I probably won't recline it. And I feel like people who are of smaller stature should be as observant. I know they would never think. I to feel be. like you're talking directly to me. <laughs> I'm not. I felt that way too. Absolutely yeah, I feel like you look directly at me. <laughs> there's nowhere else to look. It's the direction of the mic points. Like, all right. Uh, no, but I mean, but I know that like no one would ever think that except for me because if you've never been folded into a fucking Southwest seat at my size, then that Well, I think, I think it's your fault for being tall. Yeah. Maybe they just don't like <laughs> I me. I think it's your know. fault for being tall. What pisses me off is when they ask me to help with their bag and then they fucking recline immediately. <laughs> that's a little that's messed the up. one where I'm like, come on, motherfucker. I, I never sat in front of you, have I? No. I need behind you. <laughs> I would understand if you did. I think you got to get Your through talent. the flight by any means necessary. Yeah. And they're going to recline on you. So I, they're going to recline on me. I'm going to recline on them. That's right. What sucks, though, I actually, aisle seat's the way to go. I'm, I'm firmly an aisle seat. Window fan. seat, Absolutely. I think, is one of the more overrated things of our era because, yeah, it's great. You look out the window. How long are you really going to do that? Take off and landing. And in the event of a seat reclining in front of you, impossible to get out for the bathroom. You have right. to basically make a prison break to get to the restroom. <laughs> Where if you're in the aisle, I am peeing at my leisure. Well, That's plus, why I like the aisle. Plus, what is people's obsession with the window seat? It is four feet it's away. Overrated. With no- it's four feet away with nothing in the way. You can look to the left or right during fucking takeoff. It was and the land. airlines who tricked us. And it's basically saying like, uh, you know, take the bitch the, seat. Yeah. The, how would you like sitting in the middle seat in the car? <laughs> they sold it to us. We bought it. The window's good for about eight minutes. Four minutes on takeoff, four minutes on landing. The only time, the only time I think that the window seat can be okay is if you want to sleep, there's more to lean against. But I still always take the aisle. True. I prefer uh, the aisle. Well, That's true. If, you're, if you are actively trying to sleep, the window seat can be a safer bet because then yeah. you can't get fucked with. Like people won't, you know, wake you up. I don't sleep on, I can't sleep on planes, so it's never been my, that's all day. That's what I do too. All day. It's another reason the aisle's the shit. Just Dawn says, sometimes I'd like to take Monday off to recover from the weekend that was supposed to let you recharge after the work week. Yes. Not that I do anything crazy on the weekend, but oftentimes on Monday, I feel like I need a weekend more than other days. But she's not necessarily saying like she had a crazy weekend. It's just saying whatever you did this weekend, it actually tired you out for work. Right. It's I, a he, and I think that's what oh, he's saying. Oh, it's a he? Yeah. I pop, sorry. That's My okay. apologies. It's okay. 
Uh, that is me as well. I do that same thing. I already need to, I, I'm like ready to go on vacation right now. Yeah. And it's only as we record this, it's Tuesday. <sighs> I've been thinking it's, it's feels real Thursday or Wednesday. It does feel Thursday ish. Um, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel very Tuesday. I don't know. Uh, it's worse for me. I'm going on vacation on Thursday. I'm dying. Are you really? Yeah. Ooh. Best Where are friends, you going? Best friends bachelor party. Oh, Where are you guys God. going? Uh, we're going back to the town. This summer, three friends. <laughs> we're going back to the town we all went to college in. Which is? Tucson, Arizona. Ooh, I feel like a lot goes on in Tucson, Arizona. Well, two weeks into the new school year, yeah. It's going <laughs> to be just fine. I wish I went to college. Do you do voiceover stuff? No, you know what? I don't. I mean, I don't. I actually had a run there where I did uh, years ago, and it was I never tried to actually pursue it, but uh, I did a voice in this animated movie called Bolt, and then I did like a, a macaroni and cheese commercial, and I did a video game. I did Scarface, the video game. I'm like, oh, this is like the greatest work ever, which it is. Mm-hmm. It's the greatest job in the world, and then it just kind of stopped. I don't know why. Hmm. <clears throat> You saying I should pursue it? Yeah. Well, when you did the like this summer, I was like, I, I could definitely hear it. I was already hearing it before, so I say I, I say have you a high pitched voice, though. But no, but you have like a good, rich tone. Hmm. You should talk to you if you have a voiceover agent. I'd say, hey, give me more work. Let's turn it back up. That's right. <laughs> Let's turn it back up. I'm ready to get to work. Kristen Mick says bagel pronunciation. I say bagel instead of bagel. I have been accused of mispronouncing bagel huh? and egg. Huh? Somebody uh, accused you of something else on Twitter yesterday that I've never heard. I, domestic. Yeah. I've been, yeah, it's, I don't know if it's one person who's been up my ass about the way I say domestic or multiple people, but apparently it's domestic and I say domestic. People I, who are into I podcasts. I don't care. <laughs> Can you say pretty, bagel for me? I got to hear this. Well, I said it, I, I um, emphasized it. Okay. Bagel. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have to get lost in the moment. <laughs> For those of you who can't see, I mean, she just had a full-on conversation in hyper and ludicrous speed, <laughs> and then the conversation was about a bagel. So she made up a whole fake conversation that she could say when, like, you hit on your iTunes, you hit ten times the speed. That's what you just did, and it led to a bagel. I feel like bagel is one of the words that you actually can't screw up. There's no right or wrong bagel. Bagel? bagel? I was told, and what she's saying, that she says that she says bagel. Some people say as opposed that, to like B E G, like, like, like beg. Oh, that's yeah. incorrect. As opposed to bay. No, no, she's saying it wrong. Change that. Bagel. It's, what did I did I just say it you wrong? Are, in my you are hy- you are a hybrid. Yeah, I'm in between. You're in between. But yeah. you swayed more toward the correct version. You swayed more toward like B A Y, and not uh, B E G. Now, how do you guys pronounce? E-G-G. Egg. Egg. That's how I pronounce it, too. But my friend who got up my butt about bagel... Egg. Yeah, said it should be egg. This person sounds like a dick. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they're lovely. Okay, how do you pronounce... Um, wh- where is Miami? It's in... Florida. See, this is like a New York thing. Like, I say Florida. Florida, Florida. yeah. Florida, to me, sounds foreign. Like a foreign language. And I say foreign. Not Foreign. foreign. And I say orange, not orange, and horrible, not horrible. Horrible, orange. Yeah, that's that's not, but that's not a mispronunciation. That's like tomato, tomato. Jerry, what are the things you pull out of your dresser? Huh? 
What are the things that you pull Imagine up? I was like, uh, condoms. <laughs> <laughs> what are the things I pull out like of my you, like you put your clothes? clothes? No, 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 like uh, oh, the- drawers. Drawers. We have drawers, a friend who pronounces it drawers. 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 <laughs> yeah. All right. Ray Morgan says, if I just boil water in a pot, I don't wash it because I feel I just made it cleaner. Yeah, I'll just dry it out. I, I That makes a lot of sense to me. I've never done that, but I'm going to start. No need. I say no need. Wait, why do you need to boil water if you're not eventually putting something in there? <clears throat> I mean, that makes sense. If that's really uh, what he's doing and not putting anything in there. He's cooking meth. If he's making ramen, then fine. I'm with him. But right. if you're putting anything maybe in there. Maybe he doesn't have a microwave. Maybe he's boiling it and then pouring it into something. Maybe he yeah. had to deliver a baby. They always say boil water and get towels back in the day. That <laughs> was like every that. show. It's like, boil some water. She's going into labor. Yes. Uh, I don't understand why they did that. I, I, I couldn't tell you. Mandy Brown says, yet again, my hair looks fantastic and I have nowhere to go except to bed. <laughs> That's not just you. I mean, I don't, my hair doesn't look good before bed, but I have had that thing of the day that you have a hair appointment to get your hair cut, that's the day your hair looks good. That's everyone. Yeah. Lisa Perry says, sometimes wish I was a guy, not for a good reason, but because I want to chest bump people and pee standing up. I feel like you those aren't the good reasons. You can both of those things as a lady. <laughs> you can't yeah. really pee standing up. I mean, you can, but it's messy. messy. But it can be done. How much do you – I mean – Do you I think really want to be a guy? We're gross. Yeah, first of all, yeah, we do Come suck. On. And how much are you really chest bumping in life, Jerry? Uh, <laughs> not uh, enough to warrant changing sex. I can't even remember the last time. Definitely not, especially with my cracked rib from my basketball game. That would be quite painful. Yeah. I just had a memory. I think it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, did that really happen? Of being a little kid and trying to pee standing up. Because I have older brothers – and I knew that they peed standing up. Like, it's a very, very young memory. Like, maybe I was three or even younger, like toilet Is training age. Is it that age. much of an advantage? I mean, I get, like, when you're in public restrooms that are possibly disgusting, we right. win for sure. But like, Or I, just needing to pee on the side of the road. Right. But, like, if you're at home, is it that big of a deal? I feel no, like uh, it's not. I've also thought that because, like, in public restrooms, I guarantee you – ladies' restrooms aren't nice, but there is no comparison at a Chargers game to the men's room to the women's room. Oh, in terms of how disgusting oh, the men's room sacrifice for wait time. So though. disgusting. Yeah, guys, guys peeing in the sink and don't even care. Throw, yeah, it's it's awful. But uh, I have a whole phobia of public restrooms anyway. So they're not good places. Just awful, 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 awful places. I don't like them either. Joe says people don't seem to buy or eat plums anymore. <laughs> I don't know if I've noticed that. I haven't given it a lot of thought. Which means people aren't. I guess you're right. <laughs> I guess it's not because it, the plums aren't in my face or anything. I, I just mean, saw I, somebody eating a plum in an Instagram video the other day. It was 50 cents. I've never had a plum really? in my life. Yeah. You've never had a plum in your life. I've never had an orange, an orange in my life. Wow. What? Why? I just don't like oranges. But how, how do, do you, you know? know? Oh, thank you. <laughs> because I know what I like and I, I knew at a very young age what I like and I don't like. I don't like oranges. Have I don't orange eat juice? fish. I don't eat seafood. I like orange juice, but if it has the pulp, I'll vomit. Really? I'm not a fan of pulp. It's not that I don't like oranges or the taste of orange. It's the damn pulp that gets me. Don't like pulp. And plums? What's your issue with plums? I just, I don't know. We never had plums growing up. I don't quite know what a plum is or what it tastes. I, I, it's not that I'm like, don't like, I, I just have never, ever been like, oh, I'm going to go buy this nice plum and eat it. Do you like any fruit? Uh, apples, bananas. It's, it's have you had it. a prune? Uh, no. Because that is a plum. It's a dried, it's a is that, no. dried plum, yeah. 
No. Wait, prunes are dried or are they? It's like a smushed up plum. I don't prunes because my my step grandfather when I was a kid used to always drink prune juice because yeah. it was healthy for him, and I accidentally drank it when I was like seven years old, and it got it was the most disgusting thing I ever drank. So I've had a uh, adverse. Uh, feeling about prunes yeah, since know. then. Yeah, prunes are old people food oftentimes. Not down. Um, but plums, plums are pretty good. It's been a long time since I've had one, but they're not bad. Plumb? Plum. Plum, okay. Maybe I said plum. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So wait, no seafood either? Have you, have you had seafood before though? Nah, I mean, I've had bites, but uh, it just was something that I was always disgusted by. And my brother and I, my bro- I kind of just followed my brother on this. He hated it. And we have like nine... For girl first cousins who like basically all lived on our street so we had this whole great no fish club all the cousins nine of us we never ate fish Christmas Eve oh. Catholic there's like this bit it's called like the feast of the seven seas none of the kids would eat it now after 30 years my brother and I are the only two left <laughs> everyone's crossed over see I'm with you but I never had I never had a crew I was just fucked on Christmas oh we were Eve. rolling I just, so you don't, I just didn't even eat you don't eat fish either no and I've tried, like, and, and I've, I'll, I'll keep trying because I keep, like, finding things that I used to hate that I like now. But I've tried hard with fish and I can't do and it. I just, tried to eat I the halibut stuff. I don't like it. No good. You it's know just... who else doesn't eat fish? Sarah Silverman. So we're in good company. So you guys are in her club. Yeah. She, and I remember she said, you know why? Because I have a nose. <laughs> and I will admit, it does smell And it fishy. tastes, and, and, and then once you cook it and season it, it still tastes like that deep down like that yeah, aftertaste still in there. Is st- you the just can't get flavor. rid of it I don't like it and it, you know what pisses me off is the people who can't accept that <laughs> what do you mean well I just don't like I don't fucking eat it yeah. leave me alone leave me alone about it there's people who just cannot accept the fact that I don't eat seafood or fish or whatever it is yeah people are pretty much in each other's business about food often I could give a shit or not if you if you eat the stuff I eat I don't care if you eat meat or not I eat what I like leave me alone well there you go <laughs> I'm getting angry well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Anytime. This I was didn't... super fun. So what we didn't talk about is what you're currently working on. And let's talk about that for a moment. What are you currently working on? Well, we just finished the Entourage movie, which um, we were delayed a little bit by because uh, Kevin Connolly actually broke his leg while we were shooting. But, oh, no. Um, he, he healed up nicely. That's going to be out in, uh, in June. I'm still prepping, as I talked about when I was on uh, the show with Adam, getting ready to do the Arturo Gatti movie. And I did start my own podcast, which is doing well. I have a whole new respect for it. It is a lot more work than I thought it is, but it is damn fun. And the nice part about it is, like with acting, I can't like wake up tomorrow and be like, I want to act tomorrow. I have to like wait and fight and claw for a job. Is like with this, I could wake up and if I have something to say, I could turn the mics on and do it. So uh, that's basically it. And do you record it at your home? At my home, yes. Nice. And do you have guests? I do. I do. I, I had a lot of entourage guys early on because it's just my the people i could say hey you're doing this and can't fight me on <laughs> and since then i've branched out and i've reached some non i had ronda rousey on a couple of weeks ago which is really cool and i think she's the coolest chick on the planet i love her and uh I'm, i have a lot of my friends on i my girlfriend is basically like the engineer because i don't know anything about i don't know how to turn the mics on we stand there when there's like a technical problem I'm like well what do we do I'm like, and then I try to fix it, and she just laughs at me because I didn't know apparently that you need like a WordPress and like an RSS feed, and I don't know what these things are. How adorable! I don't know what she she was watching YouTube videos on how to do like literally. Then I had the great idea of like, why don't don't you just do one of these videos? You're cute. Like I said, I'm watching this nerd tell you how to do it. 
that's me. Uh, that's how I offered it, but uh, she figured it all out, and she's in there with me. Yeah. Well, if she nice. goes out of town, you got my email. Is that right? Yeah. Dude, I, I, my biggest fear in life is recording one that doesn't record. It's the worst. <laughs> it's my biggest have, fear in we life. We have backup, we have recorders, backup recorders, and we've yeah. done that before. And lost full hours. I know it's going to happen, and I just hope it's not with, like, the best episode I've ever done. Right. So where can people go to listen to your podcast? Uh, it's on iTunes. It's uh, it's called Bad for Business, and uh, the website is uh, b4bpod.com, and uh, it's, 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 it's all right. I'm trying hard. And people can follow you on Twitter at? Jerry C. Ferrara. Someone's squatting on Jerry Ferrara, so it's Dick. Jerry C. Ferrara. What's the C for? Charles. All right. And you can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. You can follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. We have a ringtone available. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. You need this. I'm getting it. Yep, do it. You can get it on your iPhone. Uh, just search Hey, Go Fuck Yourself on your <laughs> iPhone. <laughs> and... Uh, It'll bring other fans of the show to you, and then you can um, live happily ever after with them. Or you can just have it on your phone, and it'll be amusing. Um, it brings a lot of entertainment to people. And we have two special bonus episodes recorded live at the LA Podcast Festival. The first one with Doug Benson and Greg Proops. The next one with Doug Benson and much of the Thursday gang. And those are $1.99 in the comedy album section of the iTunes store. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, perhaps a plum, or some of that fantastic popcorn mentioned earlier, or maybe a non-food item, click through the banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but it does help out the show. Um, and I already gave out my Twitter and the show's Twitter. And you can follow Gary at G. Patrick Smith. Kaylin, you just have to go to the Coffee Bean and TV to you find him. That's the right. lake. All right. Yeah. Thank you again so much. This was so much fun. I love the show. And anytime. Seriously, I mean that. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. All right. I love you guys. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show?
This is Corolla Digital. Now that the show's over, don't forget to check out Blue Apron. Blue Apron sends gourmet recipes and all the fresh ingredients you need to make them right to your door. Go to blueapron.com and see what's on the menu this week. To get your first two meals free, make sure you go to blueapron.com slash allison. That's blueapron.com slash allison.